this morning, God has woke me up and he said to me, Quinesha, just one more time. And me knowing our father, knowing our provider, knowing our defender, knowing our way maker, knowing the highest, knowing the only, knowing life, knowing strength, knowing mercy, knowing power, knowing glory, the attributes of God begin to speak to me. Just one more time. You exit out of the furnace, but I need you to go around, but not go backwards, but go around and enter into the furnace again so I can have you to exit out one more time. And one more time doesn't mean the last time. That means restoration. Everything that I have done for you before, every encounter, every person, every place, everything, every opportunity that I have written down for you to accomplish is being presented back to you. And everything means everything. So you're going to have to go through a process to receive what you already know due to your believing all over again. I'm going to need you to persevere for restoration again. I'm going to need you to also praise again for breakthrough again to receive what I promised you regarding my plan in your life again. I'm going to need your believing again. I'm going to need your faith life to increase again. I'm going to need your worship again. I'm going to need your praise again. I'm going to need you, Christian, to do it again as you had me to do it again. Receive the word of the Lord. See, restoration, we look at, thank you, God. We have an opportunity to receive what we can encounter due to every vision and every single dream. But it's going to come with some requirements. It's going to require you and I to do what we have done over again. To receive what he has done for him to do it over again. My input for his output again. Same goes for you. You got to go through some persecution again to become strengthened and become sharpened and become quickened again. You're going to have to become more empowered and empowered and empowered again and again as I do it again. Because there's a process to me doing what I have done and there's a process to you receiving what I've done again and again. You don't just sit and wait and have things to come in your face. No, you're going to have to believe in order to receive again. It's like, Joseph, I'm going to need you to go back to prison again. I know you are a ruler in the palace and you're in front of your brothers, but I'm going to need them to go back to Canada again and have you in prison again so I can bring you out again and be on top of a thing again so I can receive my glory, my glory, my glory over and over again. Jonah, I'm going to need you to go back into the belly of that well again. So I can receive glory as you go to Nineveh again. Apostle Paul, I'm going to need you to be in that bed again for three days with scales on your eyes closed shut so I can open so you can see who you are again. 
Peter, I'm going to need you to deny Christ again three times so he can ask you three more times. Do you love me? Defeat my sheep. I can see my glory in and through you for you becoming a fisherman and no longer a fisherman, but a fisher of men again. Daniel, I'm going to need you to go back into the lion's den again so I can receive my glory through your perseverance again by you praying and believing what your God and you know what your God can only do again. Mary, I'm going to need you to have an encounter with Gabrielle again regarding you carrying the Messiah again so I can release my son in the earth again to let you know what I have done. I don't ever have to redo, but I'm just giving you an example how I received my glory due to what I can only do again and again and again. And that's why my son said I will do it for you over again and over again and over again. I will go to the cross for you again. Again. I will sit there and be nailed again. I will be pierced for you again. I will be spat on for you again. I will be denied for you again. I'll be rejected for you again. I'll feel neglected for you again. I'll carry your sins again. I'll come to the earth again. I'll be in the flesh again. I'll be unappealing again and again and again. Oh, go, go, Jesus. God, I get up. See, it's like asking God for a house. And then God give us a house. Oh boy, I got to keep up with this house. We asked God for more space. Oh boy, now I got to clean up all this room. I used to be able to clean up just a room. Now I got to clean up a whole house. A upstairs, a downstairs, an attic, and a basement again. Father, I'm ready for marriage. I'm ready for marriage. Yeah, now you got to go through a process of being married to me over again and know what it's like to discover who you are again for me to receive and release for you to receive your worship, your praise, and in spite of any lie of the enemy again. I'm going to need you to become transformed and be not conformed again and again and again. I'm gonna need you to keep on running again. I'm gonna need you to keep being focused again. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right again. I'm gonna need your prayers at night again. I'm gonna need your supplications again. I'm gonna need you to quote scriptures again. I'm gonna need your worship to go high again. I'm gonna need your praise to go high again. I'm gonna need your believing again. I'm gonna need your believing again. I'm gonna need your believing again. I want your married to my yes again. I want your married to my yes again. I want the marriage to your yes again. Again and again. Jonah, I need you to rebuild the ark again so I can receive the glory on what happens when you obey me again. And there goes my promise that will never be broken again. I'm gonna need you to know again, I'm not a man that I should not leave a son of man, that I should repent again. I need you to know these things again. I need you to show these things again because I'm doing what I have done over again. So I need you to do over some things again. Many of us ask things of God, but we don't know all the aspects as to what we have to process to receive what God is doing over again. Because it sounds good to prepare for marriage, but I didn't know I had to let go one man to receive the right man. Come on, again. I'm not saying all this. I didn't know that knowledge was going to cause me some persecution. I didn't know it was going to cause me to stir myself up, cause me some hair loss, cause me some weight loss, some weight loss, some loss of appetite, 
some denying my flesh, some denying my thoughts, some denying my ways again. Remembering who I am again. Being married to Christ again. Renewing my yes again. Staying focused over and over again and again. Looking dead in the eye and say I am rich. Looking no in the face and say that God said yes. Looking at every form of worry and say that I am blessed. Looking at everything that's beneath you and say I am the head and not the tail again. Jesus Christ. Had to renew as for me and my house again. See, it comes with some pains. Our process come with some things. It come with some things. We want that promotion on the job. Now we got that promotion on the job. We've been processing. Now here we go with our words. I didn't know it was going to be like this. More money, more work. I had less money and less work. But that was better for me. See, we're not used to increase that God's releasing unto us. We think that increase feels like decrease because we have to put in in order for us to take back. Again, it's going to require you, Kanisha, to stand again. It's going to require you to intercede again. It's going to require you to stick with your yes and stay with your yes and don't keep it as no, but keep it as yes again. Come on, somebody. Every time, every time the devil throws an attack at us, we don't catch it. We catch it, but not catch it again. And we become so fired up. After every attack, there's more fire. See, I noticed, like Paul said, I have witnessed and I have learned throughout every trial and tribulation. There goes my reward. Now, Quenisha, say your name. Now, Quenisha and you have learned throughout every persecution, throughout every trial, every tribulation awaits my reward. So here is my dedication. Here is my rededication over and over and over again. Regarding your reward Knowing that I take up my cross And I walk again And I take up that bed And I walk it out again I walk out death I walk out fear Pick up that fear and you walk Pick up that doubt and you walk Pick up that lame spirit and you walk Pick up that depression and you walk Pick up those suicidal thoughts and you walk Pick up that greed and you walk Pick up that insecurity and you walk Pick up that lack and you walk Pick up that sinful nature and you walk And you walk that mess up out of here. See, process is nothing but self-discovery again. Because we're back into our original state again. I cannot walk in the new and still be in trouble by the old man ever again. So it doesn't make sense. I must don't know who I am if I'm trying to work out an attitude that God already worked out in the new man. So there's no longer me of the old man. So something's going on with that picture and that confession again. Why somebody? The new man don't have no trouble because the old man was in sorrow and God said sorrow don't last always. But when you begin to renew your mind, there goes your joy in the morning. So the new man is in the morning, not in the sorrow. The new man is in the lending and not the borrow. The new man appreciate where they are even though they are destined for tomorrow. Come on, somebody. More somebody. The new man knows who he is. The new man knows what he can do. The old man is confused. 
So we take up the bed and walk, and we pick up the cross and walk. Now you walk with your victory. Now you walk with your citizenship. Now you walk with the grace of God. Now you walk with the favor of God. Now you walk with the hand of God. And you walk, and you walk, and you walk your walk so well with God. Every time the devil tries to cause us to feel troubled is connected to exiting out. But many of us don't want to go through the trouble because we look at it as trouble, but the trouble is really a trial and it's actually a tribulation that's connected to the trial. There's no trial without tribulation. There's no tribulation without trial. And without either one of them, there is no reward. So if you want your reward, you're going to have to go through a trial tribulation again. Jesus Christ. Every time I have learned Every time I have learned, every time I feel discomfort, every time I feel something about to happen negative in my spirit, every time I discern a wrong motive, every time I discern maliciousness coming towards me, I don't care if it's in or out of the body, in the community, out of the community, in society, here comes my reward. So I learned how to just praise, even though it don't feel good inside, but my praise is going to pave the way for me. My praise is going to have me to stay where I belong. My praise going to cause me to look forward and not backwards. My praise going to have me to say what I need to say, because I know my ham, whatever I say, my praise gonna build up my faith life. My praise gonna increase my faith if I love what it feels good when people be used by God to tell you who you are. Someone asked me in rehearsal during a quiet moment. That means that ears are listening because people know, Hugh, you are inspiring. We already know what you're going to say. So I like to give other people the floor because Quenisha used to be just like people who be that way right now currently. When someone call on us or they say, I'm going to go around, a new, go around the room and ask, many of us try to creep out the room because we know we're soon going to be next. And we don't want to say things. And the thing is, we have so much to say, but we're going to say it out loud because we think that we may not say the right thing. Let me tell you something. You have the great I am on the inside of you, and you're walking with the great I am. There is no right or wrong answer when you have Holy Spirit on the inside. Build up your confidence. Many of us are trying to hide in the back when God says, so the last, so shall they be made first. We can't deny access. Because in the word, it says when they were in battle, they sent the praise and worship team in the front of the battle. Because they know that the praise steals the plan. So if I'm going to hide back, I'm going to hide back my praise. And my praise and your praise is not just physical movement. It's also mental movement without thoughts. It's also spiritual movements without listening to what we put inside our hearts that we keep guarding from the issues of life.
Sometimes we beg, God, don't send me into that furnace, God. Don't send me into that confusion, God. Father, I feel trouble. I'm going to stay off Facebook. I'm going to stay out the way. I don't want my name keep being mentioned. There's so much going on. You better stop running with that armor on. You better stand up. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. You better stand up against the evil one against you. Because Satan knows who's afraid. Satan knows who don't want to go through a battle. That's why he's going to keep on picking. Because, you know, the battle does not belong to us. Ooh, 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 ooh. Jesus. The devil tried it. He tried it. And he keep on trying it. Many people ask me, Hugh, I like the texture of your hair. I would love to see you with your hair out. And I say to them sometimes when it happens, you are looking at my hair out. That's you? Yeah. And Satan tried to take my hair out. Satan tried to take away my frame and my shape because he know I'm shaped with God's virtuosity as Proverbs 31. He tried to take away my arch, take away every angle, take away every curve that causes us to be a beautiful woman uniquely and wonderfully made. Let me take away her frame. Let me take away her shape. Let me take away her thoughts. Let me take away her place. Let me take away her hair. And God has blessed me with the invention that he had me to really broadcast and show other women how to have your hair to be healthy without adding any products that we buy in the beauty supply all the time because Holy Spirit speaks to me like he speaks to you because a lot of times we buy in all these products with some of the nutrients in it and God said why not just use the entire you understand item or product of the thing I don't put heat in my hair anymore I don't blow dry my hair anymore. I don't put perms in my hair. The only thing that I would really put in is dye in my hair. Because I like jet black. I've been jet black for so long. But I will go to a color every now and then. Like a rainbow, like I did last year. <laughs> because it's like, why take a vitamin C pill when I can just drink a cup of orange juice? And that's what the Holy Spirit was saying to me regarding my hair and my skin. So instead of me buying all the greases and oils, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit began to say. Go get olive oil. And I want you to make this hair paste. And I was going to go live and show how I put 
that in my hair as I section it out in portions and I begin to allow it to marinate in my scalp, in my hair. And it feels so cool. And instead of buying hair mayonnaise and I begin to listen to Holy Spirit. No use 100% mayonnaise. It's called moisturizing your hair. And instead of me buying all these protein shampoos and protein conditioners and protein lotions that we get from the store, which is not wrong, but Holy Spirit began to speak to me and say, why don't you mix all of that up? Okay, let me tell you what each thing does. Now I want you to use eggs. Get one or two eggs and beat it and stir it around. Now spray some olive oil with those eggs and put a cup spoon, I mean, excuse me, a teaspoon of hair man, I mean, of mayonnaise, regular mayonnaise, using, you understand, food products, natural food products. Put the mayonnaise, put the egg, and put the olive oil and stir it up. And for the smell, for us to like our hair smelling good, I want you to mix up some berries. Very juicy berries like raspberry, blackberry, and cherries, and put that also in this blend and whip it and whip it and whip it. And I'm sharing this with you. And whip it and whip it. And begin to put that in your hair. It's like a natural, and I mean natural. Grown from the earth natural perm without any chemical. What it does, when I mean perm, it makes your hair, my hair, very, very straight. It keeps the fullness, it neutralizes it, it nourishes it. Because all the minerals and vitamins that's in these food products, this fruit and vegetable products, you'll find like three or four percent in those bottles. Because I begin to study African American hair. Now, my hair is not thick, and my hair is not coarse. My hair can be curly if I wanted to be curly. And it can be very straight. And it can also be wavy. <laughs> and sometimes all three in one. And many used to ask me, what are you mixed with? I am black. Both of my parents are black. You look Puerto Rican. No, I am black. And I begin to put it in my hair. And it felt so cool and refreshed. And you can feel how it's growing right within. Coming straight out of the scalp in the midst of, because it's like it's a minister unto your head and your scalp. See, I don't just minister to my heart, minister to my, you understand, body, or minister to, you know, any limb or organ, minister to my mind. No, I minister to my hair, I minister to my teeth. I minister to my vision, the way I hear. And I declare and I decree there's a food group, vegetable and fruit together for every organ in the body. And I do not claim glasses, nothing wrong with those who do. But I just want to stand firm. The nutrients and carrots 
It does exactly what it's supposed to do for the vision. For my blood pressure, pomegranates, beets. See, I eat whatever I want. But what I want to eat, that I eat what I want, is a little bit of everything. From every food group. And that's why my digestive system, many are saying, girl, I can't stand you. Everything that come in, you come right out. Oh, that is so good. Nothing stay in you. And sometimes right in the midst of me eating, it's cold. I'm like, oh God, I need to digest. I need to eat it all. It's worked its way out so well. And I minister to myself and I look at myself. What do you want to improve in that you can help? Because you are in your own skin cue. What do you want to change about what you can change about you? That's not taken away from how God shaped and formed you. Okay, lose the gut, then lose the gut then. Don't talk about it, be about it. Let me see your results, Q. So you got to minister to yourself. Q, are you playing around or are you really going to take that pouch away? Because you can't blame it on your son. He's 16. There's no more baby fat. There's no more fat baby. <laughs> Holy Spirit give me downloads as to what to put on my skin my face my face is very oily I used to have large breakouts and I used to you know invest in and as a teenager proactive and it works very well but proactive is very expensive and you have to keep doing it. it's like a membership And I begin to look at myself. What can I use, Father, that grows in the earth to put on my skin? Cornisha avocado. Cornisha blend it up with some cucumber. And I want you to make a paste and put it over your face and begin to pray over your face. And that's why I have not been wearing foundation for months. Because it's no different when I have it or when I don't. See, when it comes to restoration, it's not just things around you and I that we receiving again. It's us that we receive it first before we receive anything in anyone else. I'm being restored back to me. And I was so pissed off. Because I was like, Father, I messed up and I just went outside your will and did a whole 360. And then you take me out of this and bring me into this. This don't look right. It don't sound right. I don't want it like this. I don't say that. I'm not saying I don't want this, but I'm just saying I don't want it like this. This don't look right on the outside. And it looked like I can't wait. It looked like that I'm lustful. It looked like God said it doesn't matter what it looked like. So I want you to discover you so you can stop sounding like somebody else to me, Kunisha. Because my thoughts are not your earthly thoughts. So come up and think like me, Kunisha. And tonight in rehearsal, during a quiet moment, someone just burst out and asked, so Q, are you seeing someone who never asked me that? And I'm like, where does God from? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> And it's not that me to be a woman to give up information that I'm still processing. No, the fact is, 
God want me within myself without even speaking verbally to be comfortable about my process and not be ashamed. So during this time of self-discovery, it's time to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Because sometimes we so soon to forget because it's not us that we forgot to do what we're supposed to do regarding who we see the things happening to. Ooh-ooh. It's not me, so I don't have nothing to do with that. No, that is a part of you. It's a part of me because God says we are one. And I love you as I love him. So me dismissing you is me dismissing him. So I cannot call myself a minister of the gospel if I've turned you away by just not wanting to engage. So God is really having us to discover the mystery And God said, when you find a mystery in my word, it's yours to keep. He's having us to discover a mystery in his word. And we are the living word. He wants us to discover the mysteries of ourselves. God moves like he wants to move. And I said, God moves so fast. Because he moved fast for me in that area. It wasn't no break time. Okay, get healed from this. Okay, now do and then wait. No, this is gone. This is here. And I had to go through a process of really forgiving myself for doing what I never thought I could ever do. And I said, we have to stop looking at each other and point out each other's faults against each other, no matter if you did it or not. You and I both were made sinners. And because of another man, we are made righteous. So enjoy your process of the mysteries being unfolded of you getting to know you. Sometimes we have to come away from all the loud noise and all the words being said that's not beneficial to what God is currently doing in our lives. And this woman bust out Q, who you saying someone? Because I can feel in my spirit. I can look at you. I can hear it in you. And it's all up on you. What you are about to walk in. And everybody looking around who are there at that very moment. Is it Q? Is it true? You were saying someone. I'm not seeing anyone. I didn't answer, but let me answer. I'm not seeing anyone in a way how the earth have us the phrase seeing someone. I am seeing myself in someone. I am seeing my father 
his son and his Holy Spirit in someone. I'm seeing determination and standing and knowing you are the righteousness of God in someone. I see perseverance. I see standing. I see being quickened and sharpened in someone. I see a non-quitter in someone. And I wanted to yell out who that someone is. But I held back. I held back because I wasn't led to go no further than that because it caught me off guard for that to even be said. Someone needed to hear my testimony because the person had the wrong idea due to what was said that they thought was true. No matter in my community or my job, anywhere. And today, this person, God had me to testify. And this person listened. And this person was like, I'm so disappointed in you, Q, without saying it, just expressing, because of what I heard about you. How can you threaten someone? How can you be mean to someone? And then you're smiling. And you're preaching. Do you know what I'm hearing? And if I'm hearing it, others are hearing it too. You're demon possessed, I was told. You're sleeping around with a man. Because we can see the chemistry of what you're saying and what this man's saying and we're putting two and two together. They're too drawn not to be fornicating. And I begin to testify. Let me tell you this. Before any man is that man. And I begin to stop And God said, keep going. Because I don't like keep talking about my business. (laughs) Especially like that. And the person began to listen. They're like, I know all that. Yeah, I made a mistake in the face of the right man and buried the wrong one in his face. And what I mean by that, he's still ministering and loving God, walking with God, and witnessing me sitting right there next to the wrong one when he know he is the right one. Oh, God. So what's more to this story? I heard wrong. The only person and the first person who ever asked me for the truth. Instead of just going alongside with whatever else that was said. And for the people that were saying it in my community or my job doesn't matter. They were listening without me being aware. They were listening. So it was set up to happen because they didn't know that the person was going to get that answer from me. Because that person was sent to ask me. And the devil began to be exposed. 
from whatever he was trying to do. And I said, I was embarrassed. I said, remember that time you put your hands on me and you pushed me across the whole entire place? That was the day I heard about the right man. I was still married. And you know I was married. But that wasn't the right man. And God took me out of that so fast and put me to prepare with the right man. And to answer your question, no, there is no fornication. God used this man to bless me and help me through this. Now, did I want to kiss this man and touch our ball on this man? It's on the podcast, but I didn't mention that. <laughs> if you don't know about it, you don't know about it. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, geez, I'm, I'm not broadcasting that. You understand? And she was like, I didn't know all of this. And the people listening, I didn't expect you to testify all of that. And it's okay because people begin to hear what they didn't even know. Because sometimes you could testify to a person and assume that it could be spreaded and you're thinking you're doing something, but sometimes it don't even leave that person's mouth nor their presence. It stay right with them for whatever reason. And they were hearing such for the first time. And I even had to testify because it was said that the chemistry is too strong on, you know, this person's page and my page. It's like we're responding from the same place in an intimate way. And I had to tell the truth. Look, I don't even see this person's anything, not even looking for it. And God me to testify. I'm like, hold on, what am I saying? You ever, you ever felt like he was talking too much? No, God was doing that. And I was saying, you know what? I got out of hand. I was thinking ways about him. And I was commenting. And my mind, my thoughts were getting the best of my actions. I was considering things I never would consider. And God had to put a stop to it. So I don't even know what this man is saying. Oh. So your words that you be putting up there, your phrases, be out there for everybody. Everybody. I didn't know all of that. And that person grew to have a great respect and felt I was wrong for thinking that way. I'm sorry. Because that's our intentions. That's like if I go to work and somebody come to me and say something that they don't normally say, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Regarding north, south, east, and west. And I thank God that he shows up as my father Ooh, I see that. 
He shows up as my God. He shows up as my pillow. He shows up as my husband. He shows up as my daddy. He shows up as my best friend. My diary. My comfort. My dictionary. (laughs) Dictionary. (laughs) In a time of trouble, he's so hiding. I never felt so uncomfortable in my walk ever. Then this time when I say yes to God, you're going to have to push past some things. But I'm not going to tell you every time because you may walk away from what you need to walk into. And I don't want you to deny you from access to what you believe in me to do. So I have to have you just to walk into some encounters that I didn't have to explain, save God. You're going to walk into a room on a job sometimes and you're going to be the topic of discussion and it's going to feel harsh and it's going to feel not right. But you got to see that thing through. Hallelujah. So what comes with restoration, rededication, elevation, no manipulation. It comes with population. It comes with synchronization. It comes with It comes with nations. I tried to. And I felt so uncomfortable because of not how things were happening is who is involved and I was like oh no not this no not like this with this no how uncomfortable When you know that we are family. And tonight was necessary. Because God, he would have me to show up somewhere. I was an hour and a half early. And I began to anoint the atmosphere. And I got drunk and more drunk than I was Leaning to the side, I was leaning and rocking with it. They was like, You are woo. God is so heavy on you. Yeah, it's going to take me to be spiritually drunk and float and to get through some of these trials and tribulations. <laughs> Same goes for you. But we declaring all that we can ask or even think. That's going to come with some requirements. It's going to require you and not to continue to renew our mind. 
and keep it renewed. Being married and staying married to our yes unto God. Hallelujah. Sometimes God can you and I walk on the job and it could be a, a meeting on a job and we are being a discussion on the meeting or in the meeting and the words are very harsh and indirect but actually directly speaking and we can feel like, you know, we don't want to make a scene. We don't want to look like we know it's being, you know, towards us at the meeting on the job but people know for those who do know, know what's going on. And sometimes the supervisor and them can encourage it. I'm going to give you the floor to say what you need to say on the job. And we got to know that that's not okay. We got to know that we've been made right. We have to know that we walking in what's right as the righteousness of God and not walking in the things that are wrong anymore. An awesome sister in Christ messaged me today and used to message me every day. We used to get up at 3, 4 in the morning and just pray. And I got a prophecy for you. Thank you. You got a word for me? What God say to you today? And it was like that since 2010. A whole year. And when I came to receive and for them to know, oh, you are very prophetic. God had me to go around in this awesome group in a young adults ministry at this time and went around being led by Holy Spirit and kissed everyone's feet. And as my lips touched their feet, both feet, not just one, they begin to all kinds of sounds. God! Everybody was like shaking and shivering. Because they felt Christ kissing their feet. When a woman began to, when Mary began to wash and anoint Christ's feet, he felt it as if he was doing it himself. Because remember, before that, he was washing the disciples' feet. So he know what it's like to anoint and wash. Ooh, Jesus And I was like, God, what's up with this jerking? What's up with this? Ooh, what's up with all of this? <laughs> and I was like, to go out and be like that? <laughs> God. God said, it's contagious. Ooh. <laughs> he repeated it back to me. God. And this sister in Christ, she had me to, she messaged me 2021, March. Hey. You need a mentor? No. <laughs> that was our conversation. No. I'm being led to connect. I don't know why or how, because I know you, you know, me and you, you know, we doing the same thing, feel the same way, coming from the same place. But I'm led to call you. And every time I would come there to her house, I would say, and she would say, I don't really know why you're here. I don't know either, but... I love you and I'm glad I'm here. And I love you and I'm glad you're here too, for the most part. 
And all of a sudden, the subject came up about, Q, I love how you testify. You testify so freely and people receive from that. I would love to be able to testify like that. But people not used to hearing me talk and express. So I don't know how they're going to take me like that. And then somehow we got on the subject of marriage due to goals and dreams. Write them down. And guess what, guys? Three days, I'm like, okay, I got the pen and paper. I know what I want, but God wouldn't let my finger do any movement to put down what I want as a golden dream because it's what he wants due to what he has written. So I'm thinking about me. Okay, what am I? Because that's what I was asked. My goals, my dreams. And the paper was clean for three days. And I went back. What'd you put down? Nothing. And God told me to say this to you. There's nothing for me to put down regarding what I want because my life is not my own anymore. Now, do you want me to put down what he want and say? See, God is very direct. God teaching us how to actually speak. And what place to have those words come from? Because out of our belly should flow rivers of living water. Not from our heart. Not from our thoughts. And this person had a long list of what they wanted in a man. And I was like, oh, you don't want no man. You want a puppet. Oh, you're so crazy, kid. No, you want a puppet. And she thought it was, I was just being funny. No, I wasn't laughing. You want a puppet. <laughs> get rid of the list if you want to get married. And she messaged me today. Q. Yes. I'm getting married. I said season for it. Q, you're not listening. Prophetess. You spoke that to me. The end of last year, remember? I remember. I'm getting married soon. And it didn't look like what you said. It was like, okay, in one of of a Q powerful, but that day she must be speaking about somebody else. And I never wanted to show how much I really wanted to be married because I didn't want to select I was being anxious. But now I'm so excited because I'm openly now with it. Not to discuss it with nobody, but I can actually show how much I really am excited about it happening for me. And you prophesied it happening for me, and it's happening, girl. You are definitely a prophet. If I didn't know much about you and your prophetic anointing, then I know now. Whatever God have you to say, it is so. Because I'm living it. I'm experiencing it. And I'm going to give you an illustration, guys, outside of this subject. The illustration was, it's like having a friend on a job. 
and this friend go at it with a worker or the job who don't never cause any trouble. And I'm going to use myself as an example. And me seeing my friend on a job being disrespectful and rude to a woman or a man who don't do things like that to cause trouble. And because that's my friend, I'm going to be with my friend who think it then. So I'm going to walk beside my friend and support my friend, even though I know my friend is dead wrong. But I'm not going to say anything I don't want to be or get involved. So I'm going to go to God regarding it. I know what I'm hearing. I know what I'm encountering and what I'm engaging in sometimes is also dead wrong towards this woman on the job who don't do anything to cause trouble. And I begin to feel convicted behind the four walls of my home because I know it's not right. I know about the lies. I know about all the things that were said, all the things that was done while we were on the job in the bathroom, in the lounge, on our lunch breaks. Because I'm a part of it, but I'm not a part of it because I know it's not right. But then I realize I'm robbing myself from what I want God to do for me by denying, you know, someone to receive their breakthrough regarding what God is doing for them, regarding God's promise concerning them. So I'm robbing myself of my own promise by trying to deny them theirs. So let me step away from this type of encounter on the job. Because I can't rob myself. I want my husband. I want my children. I want my home. I want my business. I want my ministry. I want to go out in the world. I want to be effectively being used by Christ. And I come too far to allow the enemy to use me to be alongside with some foolishness. So I begin to say no to Satan and yes to God, even though those are my friends and on the job, but I got to let my friend know without letting them know I can no longer come alongside with this foolish behavior while I'm on the job. But I'm still going to support you, friend. But it won't be like I was supporting you before. Because now I'm starting to see that God's hand is up on that woman on a job life. And it's robbing me of what he's going to do and what he's going to do and try to do in my life. It's denying me the access. And I see that access has been granted in her life. So it's not me. It's not my friend. It's God blessing this woman. So really me and my friend need to stop. Giving you an example how we can rob ourselves. And me and I would feel like, you know, me, myself, and I would be like, regarding me and my friend, I will make a decision. I'm not going to rob myself from the things of God. Because I know what I heard on the job in the lounge. I know what I've seen. I know I've been a part of even escalating things and even going to different people and telling them different things that I knew wasn't true. But I had to go home and feel that conviction that I didn't want nobody to see. Didn't want nobody to hear because I knew it was dead wrong. This woman on the job don't do nothing, don't say nothing negatively. All she do, she's not perfect, but what she do, she's doing it unto the Lord. And I see her and, and those who connected to her in her home and on her community I mean in her community and on the job they're prospering and we're not because God said I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you hallelujah God said make this a part two 
Hallelujah. And sometimes we can feel like I don't want nothing to do with that. And guess what? That should never be said regarding any of us as a body of believers. What are we believing? Coming out on top of a thing regarding anything that God has you and I to encounter and witness as a living witness who bear witness. That God is able and ready to perform it regarding anything that God show and expose unto us. Who are we to deny anyone the access of an accessory as an intercessor? Who are we to deny I don't want no pause in it. No, the thing is, don't think and let me not think in a way that I don't want no pause of being on this job with disrespect is present. Yeah, I'm not going to become entangled, but I'm still going to go to God and I am going to release words of wisdom. Because I wouldn't want that to happen to me. See, in this season, God has us to put on our shoes and don't forget what it's like to wear the shoes that we see our neighbor wearing. And have on their feet. And many of us don't want to put on those shoes. And to keep us from having to even try to put those shoes on. We must be mindful how we treat each other. Hallelujah. And tonight was nothing but God keep on exalting me. And he's going to keep on exalting you and exalting me and exalting any and everyone who's alongside with him. Because when we out here doing things on a job in the community that does not benefit him, it's robbing us. I had some people come to me and say that they heard I said some terrible things, even threats. And I said, you know what? This is what we're about to do about this. I'm going to take all those words. Look at me. And I'm going to throw them, watch this. Touchdown, bam. Throw them back at the enemy. When I say touchdown, it touched the enemy because I sent them back and they pierced him and they pierced him and he fell down because he prevailed not once again don't ever be a person neither will I to say I'm not getting involved no we already involved because we're many members representing what one body that's involvement it's not being involved in a sense of becoming entangled, but get involved in a sense of being an intercessor. Because sometimes many of us, many of us walk away from an opportunity of prosperity. How many times God had you to walk in a conversation that was straight thrown at you or how you to prepare to walk and enter into a meeting on a job that you know was set up to, you know, be against and not for. And it doesn't feel good, do it? 
but it works out for our good. And God will share with me. Restoration comes with ups and no downs. It comes with knowing that you are above and never beneath. It comes with you enduring that theology. Here comes part two.